This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast that takes a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we recap the fall sports season and look ahead to the thick of the winter schedule with Bates Director of Athletics, Jason Fine. The basketball teams each picked up a win over an in-state rival last week, and the men's squash team is off to a 5-1 start. We chat with one of their impact rookies. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The women's basketball team rolled to a 74-48 win over Colby last Tuesday behind a season-high 33 points from senior captain Megan Graff. The 33 points are the second most Graff has scored in one game in her collegiate career. Then the Bobcats lost a thriller against Bowdoin by a count of 62-57 on Thursday. Bates was down by 22 points in the third quarter before nearly pulling off a stunning rally, cutting the deficit to two at one point in the fourth quarter. Graff had 27 points in the voting game, and for her efforts, Megan Graff is our female Bobcat of the week. Well, Meg, let's start with the Colby game a week ago. Second highest point total for you in a single game, 33 in that game. What was really just opening up for you? I think just being able to create open shots outside of our offenses as well as what they were giving us defensively. I think we are definitely able to just get to some high quality and high percentage shots throughout executing our offenses um, all all game, whether it was like pushing in transition, calling our set plays, everything was kind of just working within the flow of the game. How good of a feeling is it, I think, probably realizing they weren't going to be able to stop you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's definitely easy. It's easy as a player to get momentum um, when you feel like you're getting to these open shots, and I definitely felt that throughout the game. Um, and just like staying focused, um, even though we kind of had like um, a steady lead all throughout the game, just staying focused all f- four quarters. And then the Bowdoin game was a wild one. I yeah. mean, they went up big, and you were able to make a you know furious rally in the fourth quarter, get make very close to the end. What what changed in you know that final quarter, in your opinion? I mean, even though we didn't end up coming out with the win, just like how willing you are. Um, as a team too, just like not give up. Um, I really think when you're down that much, it's easy to just like accept that like you're not going to win a game. But um, I know my mindset was just trying to um, have a ripple effect throughout the rest of the team to um, genuinely believe that like we can come back. And I think it's like super tough even when you're down by that much, especially going into the fourth quarter of the game to um, chip away and like – it's just so hard to come back down like 20, 17, whatever the lead was going into the fourth. But super proud of us for um, cutting it to like four points in the last two minutes of the game. As a guard, I want to ask you about a rookie guard you have on the team, Sophie Spolter, with some big shots in that fourth quarter. What have you seen kind of from her, you know, you, know, you being a senior captain, seeing that, you know, her um, you know, contributing so much early on in her career? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's so great seeing her step up, especially in those big moments. That was kind of like, I know we played toughs, but just another um, like non-conference conference experience. Um, and for her to just like step up, play with that confidence, it's super exciting. Um, and I think it's almost like kind of like going in, especially as a rookie or first year, you don't really have any expectations and that might take the pressure off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she's just such a solid um player doesn't think too much and that definitely showed throughout the boating game and all the other games too. 
So obviously you're practicing this week and preparing for a trip to Puerto Rico. Uh, we talked about it before, but I mean, looking at like Harden Simmons, that's a nationally ranked opponent. So this is going to be another uh, really great test, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We're lucky to have had the opportunity to play against super talented teams so far, especially getting um, conference opponents like Tufts and Bowdoin, as I said. I think that's put us in a position where we have some experience with those um, <laughs> um, super notoriously successful teams um and it's going to be some great competition um also exciting to go on a team trip especially to puerto rico but i think just like making the most out of these next few weeks of practices um to put us in that best position to compete and for the team obviously you know you're off to you know a winning start here five and three obviously um what's the next step maybe in terms of when you reach NESCAC play what you what's a real big focus to you know peak at the right time right yeah um I think just continuing to build that chemistry and um, connection on the court, obviously getting used to different rotations, different people playing together. Um, it's just so crucial to put us in that, like where we're, like you said, just peaking in conference play. And I, um, I think there's still a lot that we can improve on and just being able to stay composed, to stay confident, um, in teams that are really, you know, pushing us, even if they're in, like, control of the game. I think that's what happened in the boating game, just being able to stay composed. All right, and well, any other thoughts, you know, on that first part of the season, kind of, uh, that you wanted to share? No, I think it's been a great start. Um, definitely exciting to see us having a winning record right now. Um, but also, it's, it's tough. There's some losses that I think were t- uh, winnable for us, and... Um, kind of just like using that as motivation going into conference play. But yeah, super excited to um, go into January and playing against some tough um, opponents. So. All right, looking forward to seeing uh, how Puerto Rico goes and uh, looking forward to 2023. Megan Graff, thanks so much. Thank you. The men's squash team continued their strong start to the season with a 6-3 win over Bowdoin on Wednesday. Bates is now 5-1. and one. And first year, Chris Kenny has been a big part of the fast start, going 5-1 and one individually on the year with his and Bates' only loss coming against national powerhouse Trinity. Kenny swept his bone opponent on Wednesday, and he is our male Bobcat of the Week. Well, Chris, first of all, tell me a little bit about growing up. How did you first get into the sport of uh, squash? I've been playing squash since I think I was like seven years old. My parents uh, started me off with like squash and tennis when I was super young, and I just like fell in love with squash um, and like started going to like tournaments and like taking it seriously um like since I was like 10 or 11 years old um but yeah like since young age I've always I've always had a love for the sport did your parents play my uncle played he was a big doubles player and my grandfather played like a long ways back but um yeah that's kind of probably why uh my mom introduced me to the sport in the first place great and obviously squash and tennis and yeah. so um when you were looking at colleges what made like kind of were you thinking squash, basically? Yeah, or? squash, yeah. I stopped playing tennis just because it's tough to like play both sports at the same time, sure. like messes with the technique and stuff. So, okay. um, yeah, squash for sure. Totally. They're both racket sports, but They're it's different mechanics. Sports, yeah. But, yeah, you have different techniques. So, like, a squash player, if you're playing tennis, like, it can totally mess up that, uh, that technique. So. Gotcha. And then what made Bates the place for you? Um, to be honest, Rai, the squash coach, was, like, awesome. Like, he was also... He worked under my previous squash coach from home, um, so we had that connection already. And um, I definitely wanted like a, a liberal arts, like a small liberal arts school. Um, and you know, 
Bates just had a really good squash program, and I knew that because Rye was the coach. So yeah. And then you're because you're from Connecticut, right? Yeah. So did you train a lot at Chelsea Piers then? My coach did used to work at Chelsea okay. Piers, and then she moved to uh, a Westchester club. But um, yeah, uh, he worked under her at Chelsea Piers, which is funny. Yeah. And then what do you kind of you know learn about collegiate squash so far? You know, through six matches, kind of what it takes compared to you know in high school and everything. Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, the biggest difference I know that I've noticed is um, like. Anybody that you play against, like, um, like compared to juniors, when you would play somebody who was like significantly worse than you, it was kind of like, you know, there wouldn't be as much of an effort from the worst player to do as well. Whereas if you're like every college match that I've played, like no matter how good the person is, like they are not giving up. Um, and I think that kind of comes with like just the team aspect of the sport versus like playing individually throughout high school. So. And then for you guys, off to a 5-1 and one start, really strong start of the year for the Bobcats. What's been kind of some of the keys in your mind of all the success so far? Yeah, I mean, we've just done a really good job as a team, like, preparing for the season. One thing that sets us apart this year is um, we're really close. Like, a lot, of, a lot of us, like, have really tough matches against each other, so that, like, creates a lot of depth within our lineup. So, like, you know, our, like, five through nine spots are, like, super, super strong this year. So um, that's where we're seeing a lot of victories. Yeah, because against the Bowden, against Bowden there, the, the depth that got the victory. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's what's been doing it for us this season, and it's it's awesome. It's awesome. And then you are one of the kind of you know the impact rookies. You're playing mostly number five, right? Ashton playing number yeah. four. What's that like coming in with him? Yeah, I know. I've known Ashton. Um, maybe we're from the same town. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. we uh, played squash growing up together. So mm. um, it's great to have somebody familiar on the team. And like, we have a lot of tough battles between each other as well. So um, it'll it's good. We. We're competitive and kind of drives drives us to do to perform better. Yeah, because one thing people need to know about you know squash is you have those challenge matches where it could determine where you are in the lineup. What are those like? Oh, those are stressful. Those are <laughs> very stressful. Um, yeah, like those those are tough. Um, but I mean, establishing that like competitive competitiveness like with your teammates um, definitely like fosters like uh, like a more rigorous kind of training environment. Um, so I think that although they are tough and um, people do get mad at each other sometimes, um, they really do uh, like help improve us uh, in terms of ability. Does it make the actual matches seem even like less pressure almost? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally, yeah. And also like when, when you're playing the actual matches, you have the team behind you cheering you on as well, which yeah. definitely acts as a big supporting factor with that. And obviously this, you're going to have a lot of home matches, especially coming up in January. How yeah. excited are you for that? Those are going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah, like having my first home match at Bates was so was so fun. Like all my friends came by to cheer me on, and that definitely uh, like encouraged me to play uh, like t to the fullest, like 100% 100% on court. Has the team set any sort of like goals, like looking forward to NESCACs and Nationals yeah, and stuff yeah. like that? Um, yeah, I think that uh, a goal for this year is to rank top 16 before Nationals. Um, and we just beat FNM, which was yep. ranked 15. So that, um, although there is there is um, some good schools in between that like 14 through 20 range, um, I definitely think it's a realistic possibility for us to be in that top 16. In terms of college in general, how's the adjustment going? You just had finals and are having yeah. finals this week. What's that been like? Yeah, no, it's um, the finals were tough this week. <laughs> I will not lie, but lucky enough, we had um, after our Bowden match, we had time off yeah. um, to focus on that. So that's been really nice. Um, but overall, just adjusting to college, um, I went to boarding school, so it's not a huge deal being away from home, but um, the team has been really awesome, and just having that, like, social circle of people to, like, be friends with and hang out with 
um, and like throughout the season, like uh, just doing stuff together. It's been it's been really good. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share on your kind of rookie season so far as a Bobcat? Yeah, I think that like this year is maybe one of the better squash team bases bases ever seen. So I have super high aspirations and. Um, yeah, just going into the second half of the season with that positive mindset. I think we'll do well. All right, Chris Kenny, Mail Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. The men's basketball team picked up a 70-60 win at Bowdoin Friday night before falling to Colby on Saturday. Junior Simon McCormick continued his strong start to the season with a season-high 17 points on 5-9 of nine shooting against the Polar Bears and 12 points to go along with a season-high 7 rebounds against the Mules. My first year last year was just kind of just getting adjusted uh, to the college level, um, being what, five, six, you know, against uh, these taller guys, six, six, five, six, four, uh, you kind of, kind of have to just adjust um, from what I've known from like main, main basketball. Uh, guys are relatively my size, uh, not as quick as me, um, but at the college level, uh, everyone's good. Uh, so last year was a lot of shooting for me, uh, staying out of the paint, um, just doing the best I could at one thing. Um, and then this year, just in the summer, kind of just developing my game, trying to get to the next level, um, just, you know, facilitating more, being able to like, be a threat offensively, um, and not just with my three-point shot, but uh, and teams are starting to close out uh, a lot faster. So, uh, you know, pump fake, drive, kick, um, and that's kind of what our principles are right now, um, just trying to uh, be able to be more of a threat and do a little bit more than shooting. Terrific. And then um, you started the year as kind of, you know, the sixth man off the bench, that instant offense. And then you've also got some starts recently. Does it change things at all, your mentality coming into the game when you know you're going to be starting versus you're going to be the first guy off the bench? Uh, no, it doesn't change my mentality at all. Uh, just going energy, uh, get the guys pumped up as, uh, as much as I can, uh, whether that's six man, seven man, or starting. Uh, just going out there and, like, playing the way I want to play, playing the way I need to play uh, to help our team. So it doesn't really change the role. Um, just because of when I go in. Now, what I've noticed about you is that, obviously, you're also very fierce on defense, and you go all out. Like, at least once per game, you're diving across the court. How did that develop, you know, growing up, that all-hustle mentality? Kinda? Yeah, uh, I think being the smallest guy on my team for every year of my life, uh, that's the way I got minutes, uh, was uh, being uh, tenacious on defense, uh, trying to get that spark on the team, being that energy guy. Um, Without that height, uh, you kind of have to make it up in other ways. Um, so that energy, diving on the floor, you know, you're low to the ground, so it's not that far. So <laughs> it's kind of just instinct now. Um, but, yeah, uh, you just have to be able to, uh, to come up with a difference uh, for height um, and kind of just, you know, play your heart out. Now, I'm curious, you know, you've, you've mentioned your height a few times. Obviously, basketball is stereotypically for, for taller folks. And so how did you develop a passion for the sport, despite the fact maybe you weren't the tallest player on the court? Yeah, uh, honestly, growing up, baseball uh, was mm-hmm. my favorite sport up until, like, fifth grade. Um, that's when I started to get uh, into basketball a lot more. Um, and that kind of just, you know, just playing, uh, being fast, being quick. Um, that was kind of my game, um, the hustle part. Uh, so, like, basketball is something that I could do um, and use my abilities that I have um, in a way to, like, be successful. Um, and it's just fun to play at um, with, this, with my speed and uh, my quickness. So I uh, kind of just fell in love with that part and then, you know, just developed my game over the years. Now, we have a bunch of Mainers on this year's team, including yes. a couple of first years from Lewiston. Uh, what's it like having this group? Uh, it's awesome. So, like, my first year I was the only main guy. 
Uh, so everyone's having a conversation about Mass basketball, New Hampshire basketball. Uh, I'm just kind of just sitting there. Uh, but now that the tables have turned, you know, uh, me and the main guys talk about main basketball, main stuff all the time. And it's just great to have guys that um, have gone through the same stuff as I have um, and just been around the same people, the same uh, coaches, um, and just know you can say it in one name and everyone knows who you're talking about. So kind of just having those conversations um, is really good. Um, for the main guys and just having the main representative um, in the NESCAC because um, you don't see that often um, is also awesome. Um, and it just brings a lot of fans too because, you know, uh, we play a lot of main games. So um, all our friends are coming, all our families. Um, so it's just great to see um, someone other than me have that opportunity. And you're an upperclassman now, and David Omasambo is a, a guard who may be a little bit, you know, undersized, but had a lot of success in high school. Have you kind of worked with him at all? Yeah, for sure. I think David and I have a pretty good relationship, kind of just being in the same role, same spot, um, both main guys, both small. Um, so kind of just uh, teaching him the ways that I've gotten to play, um, kind of just taking him on the right wing um, has been really, like, really fun, um, and we get along really well. So... Having them be from Maine uh, is even my, uh, better because just we know what it's like. Awesome. And then you got the win over Bowdoin the other day on Friday, um, a game where Bowdoin came back after you guys had a fast start and you were able to close them out, though. What was the key down the stretch in your mind? Uh, execution. Uh, I think that's uh, something we were preaching um, at the end of games, um, something we struggled with um, for the first couple games of the season, um, just execution down the stretch. And I think we uh, were able to execute very well, hit our shots at the end, um, and get great looks uh, when we really needed it. And then you've got um, a little bit of a break, sort of. You've got finals this week and everything. But um, you do have these games in Florida coming up. What are your thoughts on heading down to Florida for a couple games here? Yeah, so we're playing really two really good teams uh, when we get down there. Um, so our kind of just mentality, you know, is just play as hard as we can. Uh, we're coming off a break, uh, you know, having – no, I haven't played a game in, what, it'll be 29th, so what? A Wait, a few weeks. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely going to be a change, especially flying down there again, trying to get practice in, um, and then playing uh, two very good teams. So um, we just want to play ourselves, play within ourselves, and let them beat us if they're going to beat us and not us beat ourselves. Um, and I think if we play our, ourselves, I think we could have a really good time down there and um, bring back a couple wins. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about kind of the season so far we haven't got to talk about maybe? Uh, yeah, I think uh, so last year having no fans, playing against fan, no fans mm. uh, was not very fun. So having uh, the home crowd every time we play at home is just awesome. And the alumni is always packed. So thank you to all the people who show up, uh, bring the energy. Um, without them, we couldn't have had the season we've had so far. Um, the record doesn't show up, but I think we have a really special group. Um, and we're getting better uh, day in and day, in, day out. Um, and I think that we're still young. We still got one or t- uh, only one guy who's played all three years mm-hmm. consistently with Steph. And then Cam's been here for three years as well. Yeah. Um, so we're still very young, learning every day. Um, but I think once Nescat play comes around um, and then the season comes around, I think um, it'll be a different story than it is right now. All right, looking forward to 2023 coming up here after your trip to Florida. Simon, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Really appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron, so much. As the fall semester draws to a close, we welcome back Director of Athletics Jason Fine to the Bobcast to give his take on everything from football to squash as we take a short break before ramping things back up in January. 
First of all, obviously for football, this was a brand new coaching staff, only, you know, one holdover and then also one returnee, um, but also mainly, you know, new head coach in Matt Coyne. What were your thoughts on, you know, his rookie season, you know, getting three wins with a team that, you know, didn't have a ton of depth, but now they're kind of building that up in recruiting, right? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to be on the Bobcast. And I, it must be a slow news week around here if, uh, <laughs> if the AD's getting on, but I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah, it, you know, we, we hit the ground running with football. Uh, you know, we were, we were real hopeful that this fall would look somewhat normal for the first time in several years, and luckily it has. Um, and uh, Coach Coyne, you know, was really working hard since he got here with his, you know, building his staff and, and you know, recruiting. But once we actually got on the field, it was great to see uh, the way the team responded. And, um, you know, I think the record uh, of getting three wins in the first year is, you know, it's not the thing that we obviously aspire to when we go into a season. But certainly I think the way that the team was feeling uh, the way the the way they were coached, the way they responded, um, you know, was really really encouraging. And I think you're right. We're, we're building depth for the future. Um, we had a great uh, outgoing senior class that that was able to stick around and um, and help this year and um, bring up some of the new new guys. And uh, and we've got a good class coming in next year. So I think things are on the right track. And I I know that I've gotten a lot of good feedback from. Uh, parents and alums and 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 football supporters uh, about the direction of the program. So we're excited. And then another new head coach who really experienced some immediate success, Danny Feldman, coming in with the cross country programs, leading the men and the women, kind of a, a new um, format in terms of how you know the cross country track and field teams are run here. And it was um, a huge success, right? I mean, the the results speak for themselves almost. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Danny came in, you know, not much before the season started and, um, you know, yeah, to use that pun, I guess, right, hit the ground running. Um, and, you know, I have to really give a lot of credit to the to the student athletes and the team because um, we we did change kind of the structure of the way the program is is run and between uh, Danny and, and Curtis Johnson and their assistants, um, you know, they were responsible for really a whole new kind of format um, and having the cross country teams, men and women combined uh, under Danny um, with Curtis and, and the rest of our staff support um, really, really worked out well. I think that they challenged each other, you know, our postseason meetings that we've been having with the fall teams have been really, really positive um, about the experiences. So, you know, really kudos to the to the student athletes but obviously you know we're excited about Danny and he's really excited he's a, a great team player we have a lot of new staff you know in the last couple of years and um, it's really kind of fun you know coming to work and, and working with these folks whether they've been here three months or 30 years uh, you know I think that we're all kind of learning a, a new way post-COVID to to do our jobs um, and you know, really try to benefit the student athletes' experience, and the student athletes are responding well. The coaches are responding well. So, I mean, and just some great performances by by the students and going out to to nationals. Other than the fact that they put it out in the land of uh, snow that is not Maine, like East Lansing, Michigan, um, you know, and the conditions out there, I think that the, the teams just did a great job. And then, you know, just kind of looking at it from, you know, 30,000 feet, if you will. I mean, the last couple of years were about just trying to get back on the field any way you could. And I feel like this was the first year where you could really, you know, the coaches even could really actually see what their teams can actually, you know, bring to the table in somewhat normal circumstances, right? I mean, what are some takeaways you've had from these, you know, end of um, season meetings with some of these fall sports? Yeah, I think that, that everyone was just really hoping for some sense of normalcy, right? Because if you're a um, you know, a sophomore or a junior, you haven't really had a normal year in college yet, right? And 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 first year is coming in this year, haven't had 
last couple of years be normal in high school. So um, I think we were all a little bit, you know, wondering kind of what, what was it going to be like. And it turned out at the end of the day, um, when it's time to play, it's time to play. And, and whether it's practice, whether it's class, whether it's meetings with coaches and, and administrators, um, it was kind of like riding a bike, I think. You know, it came back to folks. And, and I'm really, really just, I can't even, uh, you know, overstate, like, just how proud I am of our students. Like, they have just been really fun to be around this fall and I think really appreciative of the opportunities that they have. And, and uh, I think it showed in, in kind of in some of the results. Yeah, you mentioned that. I mean, Simon McCormick, I just interviewed him. And he talked about how, you know, he's a junior, but this is the first year he's really had a lot, you know, they had a lot of fans at alumni because they were very limited last season. So that's kind of wild to think about, right? Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we always love to pack alumni and it's a great atmosphere, but it didn't happen for every, you know, game. I mean, it started this fall with the first volleyball match. Actually, uh, our volleyball scrimmage. That didn't mm-hmm. even count, right. right? We packed the gym, and you know that's great job to our coaches and our students with social media and and, and fans coming out. But um, yeah, the, exactly. And you know Simon uh, is is right on the mark because he hadn't had a, a normal year, but still, you know he's a he's a student who just keeps a great outlook and is a is a leader amongst our our program. So um, I'm glad that they're getting some of that attention that they really weren't able to get during COVID. And now looking at some of the winter sports, obviously a uh, big news for squash. They're now able to basically they're, they're they're streaming every court, and they have a ton of home matches this year coming up, especially in January. That's that's a change. In the past, have been maybe the two featured courts, and now everyone can check in and see how everyone's doing, right? Yeah, we've we've talked about this uh, in the past, right? That we want to try to create more opportunities for folks to be able to tune in on what we're doing, and that's easier said than done, depending on our facility, right? Uh, alumni gym is, uh, you know, easier than a field, is easier than, you know, squash courts that are off campus. So, um, yeah, we worked really hard this offseason and through generosity of some, some donors and families as well that um, helped foot the bill to um, upgrade. First of all, we need to upgrade the infrastructure out mm-hmm. there. So just the, the internet capabilities and the Wi-Fi so that it could handle that streaming um, was the first thing. And our ILS team here uh, at the college worked closely with us, and that was really great. Um, and uh, and then the actual, you know, how we actually set up that each court was going to have their own camera system, their own scoring system. Um, so now, it, yeah, it's really cool. You can go on YouTube and you can watch any of the courts, and, and it's really the, the response has been super positive. And then what are some, you know, thoughts you have in your mind as we get into the thick of winter sports coming up in, in January of what you kind of hope to see sort of from each program? I mean, I think that I would love to, you know, see a continuation of what we saw this fall. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, there's kind of no days off. I think the fall, you had a, a minute to kind of reset and go, okay, yeah, we remember how to do this, 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 but now we're into the winter and it's like a regular year. And, um, you know, we did have one game already postponed because uh, an opponent uh, team had COVID. And you got to remember that's still around, right? We're still dealing with, with that stuff. So we will have some setbacks. Um, but I think that the, the students and the coaches are just raring to go. Um, I, you know, the NESCAC is, is always tough in every sport. And, and it's also, it's different. Like our break periods are a little longer and uh, we start a little later and we play a little less. So, um, you know, we would just start to probably build a little bit of momentum here as we hit the stride this week and played the non-conference uh, you know, main 
Bowden and Colby games with basketball, um, and now you have a big kind of break, you know, finals and take a little time off. But these next time the, the basketball teams play, they'll be on the road. Um, before you know it, it'll be January, we'll be back here, and then hopefully once the students get back, we'll pack alumni again, and it'll be great. But I think um, all our teams are kind of figuring out their identities at the moment. And for the women's basketball team, they're going to Puerto Rico, which is uh, certainly a, an interesting trip. I mean, um, it's an exciting opportunity, right? Because typically for basketball, you know, each class gets one trip, right? And they're getting it here, right? Um, yeah, you know, uh, depending on the year, right? Depends yeah. on, on where we can go. And certainly travel was curtailed the last yes. couple of years. So, um, so it's nice that they're able to get uh, a good trip. The men will be down in Florida mm -hmm. and... Um, the women will be in, in Puerto Rico. We were concerned when, you know, with the storms uh, a few months ago in, in Puerto Rico, and you know, were we able to, going to be able to take the trip? Um, luckily, we will, and they're going to play some really tough competition. It's not like it's any kind of, you know, easy, easy run. Yeah, certainly. And then um, well, I guess any other thoughts you wanted to share about the fall? We haven't got to talk about anything conference-related you know, from the AD perspective you wanted to mention? I think, you know, the, the, the NESCAC, um, you know, ADs are, are a great group and, and we meet, um, you know, pretty often and talk about kind of what's the next thing coming down the, down the road. I think we're all, um, you know, super focused on uh, student-athlete well-being, mental health, um, peak performance and things like that. So we continue to, to talk about that. We're very lucky here that we have you know, one of our newer uh, staff members, Chelsea Scott, who's doing a lot of uh, work in student-athlete support services and, um, and really good, um, you know, the, the students absolutely love her. Um, and I think that, you know, just kind of thinking about new ways that we can continue to do our jobs and serve the students and, and do it in, you know, ways that have never really been done before in history. Um, and, you know, at Bates, you know, to be frank, I think we have a little bit of an advantage because we don't have some of the bells and whistles that some of the other NESCAC schools have or some of the uh, facilities. We, we have to be a little more creative and in, in our recruitment of, of students and staff that want to come here and, and make a difference. And I think we are, you know, kind of making that statement now in the NESCAC that um, we will be a force to be reckoned with, whether it's competitively or in any other way. Um, and that's, that's been really fun. Awesome. Jason Fine, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast, recapping the fall and looking forward to the winter. Thanks so much, Aaron. Always good to be here. The Bobcast is off for the rest of the month before we make our triumphant return in January. Stay up to date on all the latest Bates Athletics news by checking out GoBatesBobcats.com and by downloading the Bates Bobcats mobile app. And we'll see you in 2023 on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my